This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Oh my God. Oh my God. I've lived through cold temperatures before. I've driven in snow. I've reported it in disaster areas. I've never experienced this. <laughs> Close the door. In Des Moines, Iowa this weekend, the temperature dropped to 15 degrees below zero. The winds began to gust. And as the world arrived for one of the most important political events of the year, a blizzard began. Oh, (laughs) that's slippery. Oh, boy. Iowa has given us lots of surprises over the years. It's the place that launched the candidacy of a young senator named Barack Obama. You have done what the cynics said we couldn't do. It's the place where faith-based candidates like Mike Huckabee and Rick Santorum and George W. Bush found their audience. Tonight's record-shattering victory is the victory of a message that is conservative and is compassionate. The biggest turnout in the history of the Iowa GOP was the year Donald Trump finished a close second behind Ted Cruz. But actually, I think I came in first because if you take a look, okay... The 2024 Iowa caucus is tonight. This year, no one's talking about a record turnout. And that's become the biggest unknown here. After a year of campaigning, for anyone not named Donald Trump, it all comes down to this moment. But what happens when your moment has been frozen solid? It's Monday, January 15th, the date that's been circled on political calendars for months. And today, in a special edition of Start Here, we're on the ground in Iowa to break down what's about to happen. So on Friday, we arrived at the Des Moines airport. Our first stop is downtown to speak with someone who's become really familiar with this state really quickly. I think my brain is trying to hold it together. There's so much going on. For the last five months, ABC's Kendall Ross has been stationed in Iowa with the sole job of covering the caucus. I feel like I've probably done the full Grassley at this point. I'm pretty sure I have. I'm pretty sure I have. Full Grassley's all what? All 99 Iowa counties? Yes, all 99 Iowa counties, probably a couple of them more than once. Kendall kind of serves as our human Rolodex in Iowa. Sources, events, local county commissioners, name it, Kendall knows them all. But most important is the perspective they provide us on voters. I think the main issue is inflation, um, which, you know, it's not just Iowa issued, but also land use and land rights uh, is a really big thing here. Obviously, it's a large agricultural state. Carbon pipelines are a big issue. Um, concerns over, like... Um, I guess foreign powers owning land here is a big concern as well. Who actually owns that farmland or who gets all the soybeans from that farmland? Exactly. And then ethanol, of course. But even after five months, after being told over and over, this whole process is so normal for Iowans. You grow up with it. Kendall says this entire event has been thrown up in the air. So I'm familiar with snow. It snows in Maryland. But this is like a different level of snow. This is like, why are we going outside? 
snow blanketed Iowa before powerful winds swept across the state. Wind chills could be as low as 45 degrees below zero. Wind chill warning is in place for most of the state. <laughs> look, look, it's Iowa. It's winter. You, you dress appropriately. This is Will Rogers. He's the former chair of the Polk County GOP, and tonight he'll be overseeing one of the biggest caucus sites in Des Moines. Since 1988, I caucused for Alexander Haig, and uh, <laughs> the only caucus I didn't participate in since then was in 1992 when I was active duty in the military. And I'm here to ask him a basic question, the one you might be wondering. So if I say Iowa primary, I sound like an idiot. Right. So a caucus is technically a non-binding straw poll. Why do we do this? Like, why does Iowa have a caucus, and how the heck does it work? Explain this to me like I'm a fourth grader. What is about to happen on, on Monday? So, you know, on Monday night, people start showing up. He says, picture a school or a community center, a church, any indoor space where people can gather. Well, on Monday night at 6 p.m. Central, doors will open at 1,657 different locations. First of all, you have people that sign in uh, as Republicans. Then also, we'll have people that are not currently registered Republicans, whether they're registering for the first time, or maybe they're a no party or um, a Democrat uh, registered now, they will re-register that night as a Republican. Oh, so that's possible. Like, you weren't registered, but tonight you can. Yes, absolutely. We have same-day voter registration in the state of Iowa. They get a ballot. They get to go sit in, a, in section by precinct. Okay. And then we have the candidates or surrogates or people on their behalf. So these are key differences from a primary election. The first difference is you can't show up any old time of day. It's got to be at this event that starts at 7. The second difference is, you heard it there, that people will be actively campaigning and giving speeches in front of you. And they're typically prepared with comments, remarks. Maybe it's a letter they'll read on behalf of the candidate. And then after that, we typically hold the vote. When he says vote, he's not talking about some official-looking ballot with lots of different offices listed where you fill in the bubbles on a Scantron sheet. No, he's talking about pieces of paper that are handed out as if you were voting for your condo board. When you're done with it, you put it in a cardboard box. Or if it's a church, it might be the literal collection plate. That vote takes place in a room right there. The ballots are all collected, and then we usually count them right on a table right in front of everybody. Whoever's name you write in, that is your vote. It's anonymous, and you can write down the name of anyone. And then that data also gets uploaded on an app and sent to the state party, and then we also have a paper trail. Once the state party gets the tallies, that determines which candidates will get delegates at the national convention later this year. And in that regard, this becomes very similar to a primary. So why do this? Why do this process that reminds you of voting for class president? Will Rogers says it depends on which voters the state party wants to hear from. And in Iowa... They want to know what the diehards think. They want to hear from the most active members of the community. You get those at a caucus. We take it really seriously. People really want to know what the candidates, you know, who they are, what they believe, what they'll do if they get elected to office. And they're going to go ahead and vet these candidates. And that's why I think it's, it's, it's still an important process. And because it's truly a grassroots-driven process, that makes these candidates engage that much more. Thank you so much, Iowa. <laughs> As we've seen in the past, you know, a, a person like Rick Santorum can come in on a limited budget, get out there, drive around in a pickup truck, mm. and go do all the little events all over the state. Like you that can't do add, that in a California primary or It's something. impossible. So that's your three-minute civics lesson. That's how a caucus works. And you see how in this sort of format, 
It's way more intensive than just showing up at your local precinct during your lunch break. People get babysitters for this. They have to take off work sometimes. The campaigns that do well are the ones that convince their supporters to show up, even in sub-zero temperatures. So who's going to do that the best? Well, coming up, we'll talk to the people who have just hours to make up that difference. Lace up your snow boots. We're back after the break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever wondered what you would do with an extra hour in your day? I think about this all the time. I'm like, I would be so productive. I'd exercise more, or I'd read a book, or I'd take a nap, like restore myself. We often find ourselves yearning for these extra hours, but the real question is, what would you do if you were making yourself a priority? Well, how about therapy? It can help you discover what's important so you can make the most of your time. If you've ever benefited from therapy, you know how transformative it can be. It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Therapy empowers you to learn positive coping skills, set boundaries, and become the best version of yourself. If you're considering starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and tailored to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. And here's the beauty of it. You can switch therapists if you're not finding the right fit. No additional charge. Take the first step. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash start here today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash start here. We all know there are things in life you got to compromise on. Like when I want burritos, but my wife wants salad, the compromise is we get salads. But when it comes to your health, there should be no compromise. Don't go back to that one doctor who doesn't take the time to really hear your health concerns or who's in a rush to end your appointments. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. You can search by location, availability, and insurance, so literally no compromises because with ZocDoc, you got more options than you know. We're talking about booking appointments with tens of thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed, credible doctors and specialists. Go to ZocDoc.com slash start here and download the ZocDoc app for free. Find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash start here. ZocDoc.com slash start here. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is an important cause, and we need to win this race. You cannot talk about the race in Iowa without starting with the 800-pound gorilla in the room. One day from now... We're going to win. I was first in the nation caucuses. Former President Donald Trump has become the runaway favorite to win this thing. He's got the highest name recognition, the most vociferous supporters. No one else is even outwardly predicting victory at this point. They're talking about second. So brave the weather and go out and save America because that's what you're doing. This on Saturday night, the Des Moines Register put out the final poll on the Iowa caucuses. And this poll is legendary. It's the one everyone waits to see. Well, according to this poll, Donald Trump is almost 30 points ahead of his nearest rival. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis now in a desperate race for second place. The former South Carolina governor now edging out DeSantis by four points. However, when you dig further into these numbers, 
it gets a little bit more complicated. Like a month ago, Trump was at 51% of the vote. Now he's less than a majority. Ron DeSantis used to be ahead of Nikki Haley. Well, according to this poll, they've flipped positions. Within what still appears to be a foregone conclusion, there is movement here. But at this critical moment, as the blizzard rolled in on Friday, the weather was forcing candidates to cancel their events left and right. Everyone except Vivek Ramaswamy. He's out in this, right? I could barely drive her. I'm in a small conference room at a Comfort Inn in West Des Moines, Ramaswamy is addressing a group of about 150 people. It's his fifth event of the day in a blizzard. Speaking the truth, not just to the Democrats on the other side, but to our own side, the Republican Party right here at home. Attendees are munching on samosas that were prepared by his hosts. And because Ramaswamy's the only show in town, he's also attracted a pretty eclectic crowd. You got local voters, but also tourists and protesters. You have made your point. At this point, if you don't have dialogue, we're going to ask you to leave. But if you're one of his rival campaigns, you're thinking, well, if he's out there, we got to be out there. So on Saturday morning, even though the blizzard conditions are continuing, candidates are back on the road. And so are we. It is so cold. This is ABC's Will McDuffie. He's one of our Ron DeSantis embeds. He's not being very nice to us. He's going to like every corner of the state and he's flying, but we have to drive. So we have to get creative for coverage. <laughs> yeah, so wait, if you had to explain your job to somebody, what is your job? Follow Ron DeSantis, film him, ask him questions, write about every little thing that he does and rinse and repeat. If anyone at ABC News, like the whole company, has a question about Ron DeSantis, they're asking Will or his co-embed, Hannah Damasay. Like, if you want to know his position on immigration or gay rights, they have written down all of his quotes on the topic. If you want to know about his fundraising, they've studied it. And if you want to know how this campaign has evolved, they're the ones who have seen it up close for months, when DeSantis was a clear alternative to Donald Trump, and then when he started to falter to rivals like Nikki Haley. They were very closed off at the start. Honestly, they thought they didn't, they didn't need national press. I think they thought they could run the campaign like they did Florida. He said as much. I mean, he, he has said that he thought he could do conservative media and be fine. And I think, you know, they, they kind of realized that that wasn't how you're going to do well in a national race. And, and the more I hear Will describe these events, the more it strikes me, we're in an election year now, and people still don't know everything about these candidates. Will says he meets voters all the time, and unlike at a Trump event where everyone can tell you, I'm voting for Trump, of course, a lot of people show up to a DeSantis event undecided. They might like what they're hearing about his leadership in Florida, but that doesn't mean they think he's a president. What's a good day for DeSantis on Monday? Ahead of Haley. With, a, with with some room. No I, room to say, oh, they kind of tied for a second. Exactly, no, nothing exactly. like that. You can't have a virtual tie. And then, uh, you know, hope that Trump doesn't get 50% like he's been polling. Based on what I've seen on the ground, I, I think Trump comes in below that. And with the bad weather, you just, you don't know. And I think polls become even less predictive when you have, you know, questions about turnout, who's going to come out in the weather. So I think second place enough ahead of Haley to say he definitively beat her and he can't let Trump run away with it. The day after the Iowa caucus, this whole circus is moving to New Hampshire. The reporters, the candidates, everyone except Ron DeSantis. He's going straight to South Carolina because he likely knows he barely has a shot in New Hampshire. In a lot of ways, Iowa has become Ron DeSantis's last stand. 
Will and I step outside the car. The snow has once again started to swirl around us. Yeah. Does the weather affect what we see on Monday? I think so. I mean, I talked to a woman the other day at an event who obviously is engaged enough to come see a candidate in person. And she told me she probably wasn't going to caucus at negative 20 because she lives with her her mother. She lives in a rural area. She doesn't want to get the car out of the garage. So if people who are paying close attention aren't willing to vote, you know, what does that say about the average voter? Very bundled up people heading inside here. Let's check it out. On the first floor of this nondescript office building in West Des Moines are the Iowa headquarters for the DeSantis-aligned super PAC. It's called Never Back Down. And even though candidates themselves aren't allowed to coordinate with these PACs, nothing prevents them from stopping by and saying thank you to volunteers. They can throw a blizzard at us and we are going to fight. These are the types of places where you find the super fans, the phone bankers who place hundreds of calls a week asking people to caucus for the governor, the people who came from out of state to hand out flyers, and the Floridians who followed him a thousand miles to come knock on strangers' doors. This is what I'd been interested to see up close. Because remember Will Rogers from earlier talking about how important organization would be in this weather? Well, he also said that while Trump has far and away the best poll numbers, DeSantis might have one of the most well-oiled operations he's ever seen. And Rogers is not caucusing for DeSantis. He says he's going with Nikki Haley. But that here, with their backs against the wall, Team DeSantis has bet it all on turnout. Do you plan on caucusing? Do you mind me asking? I ha- I'm a nurse at Lutheran and I work nights, so I'm working Monday nights. Totally understand. I will not be. Okay. Peter Cutterman works for DeSantis in Florida, pushing his legislative agenda at the Capitol. Well, now we're driving with him and a team of supporters who are out knocking on doors. There's about, uh, you know, over 100 people from Florida that came up to, to support the governor and uh, we're breaking into small packs and, and going out and hitting doors and uh, talking to voters that haven't decided yet which way they're going um, and trying to convince them, uh, braving the storm. I know some of the other candidates aren't out. It is negative uh, eight degrees. Wind chill makes it minus 28. But we follow Peter up an unshoveled walkway to a front door. Looks like we have uh, two Republican voters here, and so we'll go up and talk to them and hopefully convince them to take a look at our guy. And within moments, you can see how much data has transformed this effort over the last decade. Because these volunteers are not trudging up streets, knocking on strangers' houses, asking if anyone's home, do you want to chat? They are driving up to specific homes with pinpoint precision because they've got data guiding them. Today, they're here specifically to target a list of Republican households who are likely to consider DeSantis but haven't committed yet. Hey, Hey, John. John? Yeah. No. No, John here? No, John. Okay. No. No. Okay. Okay. All right, well, have a good one. This person says, yeah, that voter used to live here. They don't anymore. And just like that, this team says, thank you for your time. And they promptly walk away. Because in a caucus, there's no point in trying to convince some Democrat who might not have any interest in showing up. You can make better use of your time elsewhere. This team works really quickly. It's almost tough to keep up. Oh, they go so much faster than I do. Oh, God. And within minutes, they find just the kind of guy they were looking for. Hey, we're with Governor DeSantis' team. He speaks quietly, but he says his name is Ryan, that he votes whenever he can, and he seems to like DeSantis. Yeah, I like the fact he was in the military, right? Yes, sir. He's the only candidate. Cool. And he's an amazing guy. That's right. He sure does. Amen. 
But Ryan also seems unclear on what time he needs to be at his caucus site. And even though it's walking distance, he has a cane. It might be difficult to make it in this weather. Not that far. It takes me a while. And maybe we'll give you a buzz a little bit later tonight and see if, uh, if you still need a ride out. These are votes in the bank, if you can drive them there. In their app, the DeSantis supporters are logging his address, his need for a car, someone will call him back. The Trump campaign says it's compiling lists of their supporters with four-wheel drive. Tonight will be like an arms race, but with SUVs. So that's one type of voter, the I like you but undecided whether I'll show voter. Then there's the caucus goer who's undecided on the candidates themselves. I'm about to place this on your door. I'm sorry. Okay. How are you? Are you Jody? Yeah. A couple blocks away, a woman cracks her door open and peers out. Can we count on your support for Governor DeSantis? You know what? It's 24 hours and I'm undecided. What makes you undecided? Um, it's either the vague okay. or Ron. And what what things, ma'am, if you don't mind me asking, what things do you like about Vivek? He tells the truth. Okay. I'm sick of the swamp. She's got a laundry list of questions, and this team has the answers. Does DeSantis plan to deport every single undocumented person in the country? Yes, he does. Does he favor a border wall? Yes, in fact, he wants to fund it by taking a cut of the money people send to their loved ones overseas. You can see her being convinced in real time. After all, these are fresh-faced, energetic young people from Florida braving this weather for a cause. Plus, no one from the Ramaswamy camp has been by. And is that purposeful then to ask kind of early on, like, who, who else are you considering? Yeah, I'm, I, immediately I'm gonna I'm gonna ask what what who the folks are considering so that we can uh, quickly differentiate between if if it's Nikki, there's there's a handful of items that we we think that voters would want to hear where the governor was at. Of course, one or two caucus goers are probably not going to make the difference here. But the DeSantis campaign says this scene is being replicated across the state this weekend. Of course, data can only go so far. You still don't know if someone's made up their mind in the last few weeks. Yeah, um, I'm not caucusing for DeSantis. Speaking through her screen door, a woman quickly spies the DeSantis hats and gives them a piece of her mind. Yeah, I just don't like what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida. Really? Don't. Oh, good Lord, no. Really? Everyone's moving there. Give me a hell no. I won't even visit Florida on vacation because of what he's done there. You know how inventors say there are no failed experiments because you learned another way not to do something? That is the attitude of these door knockers. They're polite, they leave, they don't seem very bothered. In fact, they make a note on their phones that there's no reason to visit this house again. Another man says there's no way he'd caucus for DeSantis because of how much he's antagonized gay and trans people. He says instead he's going to caucus for Nikki Haley. But in true Iowa fashion, that still doesn't stop him from suggesting that Peter should wear a better hat in this weather. Unless your party is led by an incumbent, most nominating contests are pretty long, drawn-out affairs. But this race has the potential to be over faster than anyone could imagine. January 15th, I need each and every one of you to get out. Every, everybody, get out. Think about it. Trump wins Iowa. Trump wins New Hampshire. People start dropping out. That's the ball game. That's one narrative. The other potential narratives all start with a surprise tonight. Are you ready to brave the cold in the caucus? Either DeSantis or Haley turn some heads, get some momentum. It could be game on. I promise you, our best days are yet to come. Thank you very much. God bless you. Organizers say turnout could be down 15%. People feel cold, bored, uninspired. You think that means the status quo holds. On the other hand, if lots of people are not showing up, well, the ones who do have that much more power 
Nothing is frozen in place just yet. All right, buckle up, you guys. A special episode coming your way tomorrow morning with all the results. We will stay up late and keep track of them for you. And yeah, we're out here. Follow us on Instagram. We will post some pictures of me and producer Jen braving the elements. From the Hawkeye State, I'm Brad Milkey. See you tomorrow. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts.